Music for the Beast Smith Podcast comes to you from 16OS. You can check him out at IAM16OS.com. That's IAM16OS.com. Oh, you ain't know? You ain't know? Oh, looking at the man right now. Looking at the man right now. Said we was coming and they see we wasn't playing right now. We ain't playing right now. Say I won't make it. Oh, what you saying right now? Is you saying right now, I'm the man, right? Why y'all was worried about what was involved? It's been a long time since I left you without a dope podcast to listen to, to download on Stitcher, maybe, to download on iTunes, definitely to download from SoundCloud, like always. However you got here, I'm glad that you are here, and today, just like always, I got a great show in store for you. And you know, lately, I've been feeling really stressed, and that's kind of why it had been a few weeks, several weeks actually, since I had uploaded the podcast. Things from the day job, things from everyday life in general. From living in Atlanta, where no matter where you live or how close you live to work, it seems like you're bound to be stuck in 20 or 30 minutes of traffic on a good day. And it really all just kind of caught up to me and it allowed me to not have time to do the things that I enjoy doing, like this podcast, for example. So lately, I'm really trying to Lately, I've been really trying to be intentional about doing things that I enjoy, so I decided to finally get another podcast episode uploaded, and today we're actually going to talk about the stress that I've been dealing with and that a lot of you are probably dealing with as well. So I'm going to bring on a longtime friend of mine. She was actually my mentor in college, and she really helped me through those early stages in my college career, and I credit her with a lot of the great things I was able to do on campus. So her name is Jamie and she's going to be talking to us about how she's dealt with stress. She's actually a calm coach. So she's pretty much an expert on dealing with stress and how to challenge some of those negative energies into positive ones. And then we're also going to hear a story about one of my favorite people uh, ever in the wrestling world anyway, Diamond Dallas Page. And we're going to hear how he uses one way that people kind of relieve stress, uh, yoga, to not only relieve stress, but also to get in shape. Some people who have tried out his DDP yoga now say that they're in the best shape of their lives. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later. So great show coming up for you, but I want to try out something new here. And um, lately, one you know, one thing I mentioned earlier was that I've been really stressed out. And a reason for that, like I said, is because I live in Atlanta and there's traffic everywhere. So one thing I'm trying to do to combat that, at least on the weekends, is move closer in town. I want to be in town, inside 285. So I'm looking at a few apartments there. And I thought that this week it would be kind of cool to start a new segment, which is our verse of the week. And this week's verse of the week comes from the Goody Mob, Big Gip. On the track Dirty South, it was about 1995 when this album came out on Goody Mob's debut album, Soul Food. And in this verse, you're going to hear Big Gip drop several references to Atlanta. See if you can catch them all. Here it is, Big Gip, Goody Mob, Dirty South, right here on the Beast Smith Podcast. Jamie, DDP, and Stress Talk coming up. Pollard at Miss Ash, she said it didn't get trapped Behind the black, behind the green, behind the red tent Dealers breaking off that floor for them wood chip A lot of faces ain't around, a lot of folks got shot Scatter Mac dropping cheese while the crystals pop Been on the ground with cool breeze, dropping pounds with beat Eric Neal is the coolest from a century Mac Town keeps growing 
old school like Charles. Stacking like them Lakers in P. My Paul. Perry homes to her, the homes to all the homes. Had a feel the pool creek, just don't sleep in the dirty side. Two, the three, the four, them dirty red dogs done hit the door. When they got everybody on their hands and knees. And they ain't gon' leave until they find them kids. See, powder get you hyper, makes you calm. Cigarettes give you cancer, rules make you dumb. My guest right now is a longtime friend of mine. She was actually my mentor, my student mentor in college. And there's a lot of people who helped me out during my college career, but she was really the one who set things going in the right direction. And I can honestly say that had it not been for her guidance during my freshman year at Georgia College, I probably would not have stayed there. I'm really not sure where I would have ended up. And I just really appreciate everything she did during that freshman year and everything that she continued to do even after she graduated to kind of keep me going and uh, keep me steady in the right direction. So Jamie Fleming Dixon is on the show. Jamie, what's up? Hi, thank you for that. I didn't know. Well, I did know. I tried to keep you, keep you. Now I try to keep you at Georgia College. Yeah, because, you know, it wasn't no black, black dudes there. So we needed you to stay. <laughs> it's gotten a little better. Yeah, but you know when I well when I first got there it was about ten, fifteen. So yeah, we had to keep you. When you say ten or fifteen, you know. that was like ten or fifteen. I mean that school. literally. Um. Yes, I mean that literally ten, the whole freshman senior. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, like I a lot of people know this. I worked in admissions at Georgia College for a while, and like I said, it's gotten better since we were. On campus, but sometimes you look at the numbers from past years and they would be alarmingly low. Yes. So yes. that ten to fifteen is is only a slight exaggeration, I promise you. But <laughs> right. Jamie is a calm coach. She works with black women who are tired of being burned out, stressed out, and worn out, and she assists them in finding their calm through co- coaching services and her blog, Black Girls Guide to Calm. And I actually bought a copy of the Black Girls Got to Calm book uh, for today. So thank you, Jamie, for that. Thank you. Yeah, it was a um, it was a great stocking stuffer for Christmas. When I saw that you had them for sale, I was like, man, I got I to gotta cop me one. But let, let me ask you this. Like, could I read it and take some Yeah, stuff? it's definitely for anyone and everyone. I mean, I, I say Black women because I'm a Black woman. And I feel like Black women have uh, some added stressors being... Uh, so, like, with race and then being a woman, because so, women play many different roles, and then race on top of that. So, that's why I catered it towards black women. But really, the tips in there are for anybody. They're really universal. So, yeah. I agree. And I found that when I was going through some of your blog posts, and a lot of them really focus on on that, what we just mentioned, which is stress and the triggers for yes. stress in our lives. So. What are some of the most common triggers for stress that most of us go through on a day-to-day basis? So um, there's work, of course. So whether you work in an office or you um, are an entrepreneur or you do both, you have stress. So a lot of people like to think that entrepreneur, you kind of do your own thing, which you do, but it's still stressful because you got to figure out how to get the money coming in. And then a lot of times it's just you doing everything. So that's more stress. And then just trying to balance um, work with your personal life. So whether you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, or you're married, or you have kids. So I think balance is really 
um, the big thing for all of us. And you know something, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that was what I was seeking when I made a career transition last year. I would I've been working in admissions for a little over three years, and while the the work there was very rewarding, it was nice seeing students go from high school to enrolling in college and doing well on campus. There were a lot of working hours, so it was very difficult to find that balance, but. Now that I'm in a more traditional job where I do have a really, really regular schedule, I still think that if you're not intentional about finding balance, even with supposedly more free time, those same triggers for stress can still come up. Um, what are what are some ways that people can be intentional about targeting targeting those stressors? I think one thing is tracking your time. So... Cause I know we spent I myself, I spend a lot of time <laughs> on social media. So like my phone is always by me. So like, I might just pick up the phone and look at Instagram for a minute. And then this thing, you know, it's like 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. later. So <laughs> it's just kind of being more aware of what you're actually doing with your time. So what you can do is like track it. So you can write down, not like literally every second, but that's kind of what you remember, what you did during the day and where your time is going. So that way you're more aware of where your time is going. So I think that can help. And also scheduling time for what's important. So I talk about self-care a lot, whatever that means for you. Uh, So putting it on your schedule, if you have a hard time turning work off, for example, um, putting it in your calendar, whatever, go for a walk, do yoga, meditate, whatever, read a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you actually um, have that in your schedule is a part of you, like a part of your routine. So it's regular, write it down. So you'll actually make the time for stuff like that. Yeah. And time is, time is key. And I told you that I was having some struggle even now with more free time with utilizing it well and still feeling like, Oh, I don't, I don't have time to do this. When in reality, I've had more time than I almost ever have. I don't even feel like I had this much downtime even when I was in school and not working full time. Um, So like, like you said, I think really making the best use out of that time is, um, is, is the right way to go. Oh, one area that I found where I lost the most time was in the mornings. It seemed like I would wake up and be in a absolute mad dash to get to the door. Like I got to eat breakfast. I got to shower. I got to find something to put on. And it seemed like the mornings was really where I could have been more productive, but where I was losing the most time. And I actually read one of your blog posts where you talked about a lot of, or the steps that you take, to, to make your mornings uh, more productive or it, it, even not from like a work standpoint, but just from a mental preparation for the day standpoint. Um, talk about some of the things that you do or that you like to do in the morning to kind of get the day started off right. Okay, well, I like to when I wake up. Okay, so let me say this first. This is ideal. This is an ideal morning. So I have a two-year-old and we co-sleep. So... <laughs> My mornings are always go the way I want them to. So this is an ideal morning for me. I'll wake up and meditate or take a few deep breaths. Uh, sometimes I just have time to just breathe, like maybe take 10 deep breaths to try to center myself. 
Um, and then I would read my affirmations, which for me is kind of like praying. Um, and then uh, before all that, I'd like to say thank you to, you know, for a new day. So thank you, meditation. I thought you were saying read thank my- you to me for a second. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after the uh, affirmation, I like to write down my vision. So kind of like setting the tone for how I want my day to go. And then the overall vision for like some of the things I want in my life. Yeah. So, okay. Then after that, I'll eat breakfast and kind of get my day going. Um, and then I like to, so when Nyla's home, I get my husband, Chris, to get her because he works at night. So when he gets home in the morning, he's on daddy duty. So I can do yoga and take a shower alone because if you have kids you will, or if you're a mom, I'll put it that way. Um, you know how it is to have your it's not easy to get your alone time. Kids like to be around you 24-7. So, and I used to let her come in the bathroom with me. Then she started acting crazy <laughs> and, like, you know, <laughs> try to get in the shower and stuff. <laughs> so, that more of that. Unless it's necessary. So, I have that time for myself just to, you know, do my yoga alone. And doing yoga with a two-year-old is not um, exactly relaxing because they're climbing all over you. <laughs> so... <laughs> I try to avoid that as much as possible. Some days I have to do it with her, but you know, yeah, when I can do it alone, I do it by myself. So yeah, so those things, um, expressing gratitude, meditation, affirmations or prayer, um, and yoga are kind of what I do to start my day. How long have you been doing yoga? Consistently about two years. I, I, First, really learned about it in 2008. Um, I was working part-time at a domestic violence shelter. And um, so the shelter also had a thrift store. So we had to work at the thrift store too. And so I love books. So I always kind of make an excuse to get back there, look at the books. (laughs) And like I was cleaning up. And so um, I found a book about yoga. And I thought it was really cool. But I didn't really stick with it at the time. Um, But so after I had Nyla, I really needed yoga. So... I started doing it um, pretty much every day. So I know a lot of benefits of yoga, or at least the most obvious ones I think that people would normally think of would would be related to health. Like, oh, okay, I got in shape. Um, Yeah. You know, I lost this amount of weight, whatever. It's it's always tied to health. But I think that what separates it from a lot of other exercise are the spiritual and mental benefits that it has as well. What are some of those benefits outside of help that do excuse me health that doing yoga can provide so uh it's relaxing so like mentally it's just like when you get on your mat it's just because you're focused on your breathing yoga is a lot has a lot to do with breath i mean it's not just um the poses it encompasses more than that but yeah that's another (laughs) podcast but uh so it's really about your breathing breathing deeply fully and just staying in the present moment so um after you're finished with your yoga um it really helps you once you practice it consistently you'll notice that um you're more aware of the present moment and like when you need to like decompress if you're feeling overwhelmed you remember that you know just breathe intentionally 
It just helps you get more in tune with yourself. Did you start to see those results after you started doing it consistently? Mm, it wasn't long, I would say. I mean, so you feel it when you're doing it at the moment. But see, so a lot of times you don't carry it with you. So I guess it took probably like a couple of weeks, maybe a month, to like really kind of feel it most of the mm -hmm. time, like during the day. Right. So, so yeah. still pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, even if you just, that, uh, if you only feel it while you're on the mat, so to speak, it still benefits you, I feel like. It just makes you be, become more aware of just how your life is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, things you can do to improve your life. Right. So, I feel like that's kind of what yoga helped me do. So, like, it trickled into other areas of my life. Basically. Now, when you're when you're doing yoga, because I know one turn off that some people will have, especially guys, is that they they associate it with a lot of times things that are really soft. You know, like they're like, oh, well, I, I don't want to do yoga because it's all that spiritual stuff and all that girly stuff. You know, that's not for that's it's not <laughs> for guys. And I think a lot of people will tie that into yoga yeah. and really not. And really use that as, as as a reason to not do it, but I think they could still benefit from it. But just to kind of dispel the rumors, what what is a yoga session like? I mean, what's going on? What does it sound like? I mean, are the lights on? Or is it dark in the room? Do you have any like devices on? Are you distracted? Or what what what's it like to be doing a yoga session? What are your surroundings like? Well, see, okay, I've only <laughs> only been actually to two um, studios. Like, I practice at home most of the time. So, well, I'll talk about both. But, so, if you, you're a guy and you want to practice yoga, go. if you want something that you think is not too girly, go to hot yoga. And I bet you, like, yeah, you'll go to a regular class. So, I went to hot yoga last year. It's about anywhere from 95 to, like, 105 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, drink a lot of water because I did not drink enough. And so... I ended up with a migraine afterwards, and like during the class, it was like, yeah. So, guys, if you want a challenge, if you don't think it's challenging enough, try hot yoga. Um, so yeah, that class, the lights were dim, and it was a guy teaching the class too, by the way. Um, if the lights are dim. It's just um, what, did, what, you know, what did the guy look like who was teaching the class? Be honest. Oh, I mean, he was. Let me try to remember. A white guy. Uh, I mean, he was. No, he looked like um, a gym person. Oh. Like, yeah, he looked like a... You wouldn't think he was a yoga instructor, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking so. he looked like somebody who worked in, like, right. a, a plant <laughs> store or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, he would look like a, you know, regular guy. So, um, it was an intense class, the hot yoga. And then the other one I went to, it was... Well, the other class was all women, too. And this one at the quote-unquote normal studio it was all women um and there was really no mm, spiritual language except namaste of course at the end but um i mean the lights were low the meditative music well i've, I've actually i've heard of a lot of different types of yoga there there's yeah. one in particular i don't know if you've heard of it um and i'm actually going to talk about it later in this episode so so stay tuned everybody but it's called it's called <laughs> ddp yoga and it's it's by a, a former professional wrestler wow no i've never yeah, heard of that yeah, and it's it's not a gimmick or anything it is actual yoga 
but mm-hmm. he's uh, he's altered it, I suppose you could say, to kind of make it easier for people who are skeptical of what they think a yoga studio might look like for for them to leap into. But it's it's absolutely yoga. It's still yoga. It's, it's not like yeah. you're saying, oh, well, I'll just call it yoga, but it's really just something you would find, you know, in, in, in plyometrics. It's, it's actual yoga, but he's just kind of tailored it towards people who maybe would have been a little hesitant to get into it. Um, so I, I, I think it's great for everybody to try. Yeah. Um, and there are different types of yoga, too. So, like, the hot yoga. I mean, they have power yoga. And I've seen lately a lot of um, yoga with weights. So, like, if that's your thing, you know, um, there are so many different kinds. So, I mean, I feel like everybody can find something that will fit their personality and something they like. And there's always home yoga. So, I mean, YouTube has so many channels. I've, um, I've noticed. Everybody's yeah, doing it now. Yeah. And that's what I use for the most part. Is home. there any particular YouTube personality that's your go-to? Yes. Yoga by Candice. And she actually has... I know at least one video for men specifically, but she has so many um, different categories. So she has like beginners. She has morning, afternoon, evening. She has um, 15 minute, 30 minute, hour, pretty much any kind of yoga you might want to try. She has it. Even I don't know if you heard of acro yoga. Is it acro yoga? No, partner yoga. So you and Sinead, y'all can check out a video and try some partner <laughs> yoga. My, Chris won't do yoga with me, so maybe you and Sinead can some partner no, me and Tanae. <laughs> I, I I love Tanae, but with the way that Tanae and I are constructed, because we both have similar body types. Like I feel like I'm the I'm the guy version of her body, and she's the girl version of mine, because we're about the same height, and we both have like gangly limbs. You know, like we're not okay. So so anytime we try to do something like that, where we have to be in close proximity, <laughs> somebody ends up getting accidentally hit by mistake. Okay, never. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody trips over somebody's feet, like we'll go jogging together, and like I'll make a mistake and like step on her, and like she'll like trip me up or something. It just we got we gotta have some space usually when we're exercising, but I think we'll give it a try. We just might have to be on the opposite okay. end of the room. Yeah, y'all can work it out. Yeah, but yeah, so she has um, a lot of, uh, and she also um, I don't know if she's done enough. She has a book coming out soon, so but she usually does. Um, a challenge like a monthly challenge so every day she'll have a video for you to do so you don't have to like go pick one you could just follow along with her schedule now i want to i want to go back to something interesting that i read in one of your posts because when i was preparing for this i went through a lot of your work and it's it's, it's all really really good stuff again black girls got to calm dot com and really anybody can benefit from from looking at your your posts again i recommend that everybody check it out but one of the one of the things that you wrote that stood out to me as it relates to stress is that some of the things you think are relaxing can actually be detrimental to your mental and physical health. And what's funny about that is that as you say that right now, I'm actually enjoying a beer. But one of the things that you mentioned <laughs> that people can use to relax, like, I'll, and I, I, I don't like, I'm not like pouring back, a, you know, six of them right yeah. now or anything. But one of the things you mentioned is alcohol. Like, people will drink a lot of alcohol because they think, okay, this yeah. is going to help me relax, but it's actually detrimental right. to your health. <laughs> what are some other things that we think are helping us, but really aren't at all? Um, well, okay. So for me, 
I like to look at social media sometimes. Mm. But a lot, I mean, a lot of social media is negative. So like, um, just news, it's not, it's not positive. Lots of gossip and all that kind of stuff. So for me, like, so that's something that could, you think is, oh, I'm just going to chill and scroll through here. But then you see stuff that's, that upsets you. So that's not relaxing. Or people um, eat. I know, like, that's a whole nother um, issue, like stress eating. Right. But I know, like, that's the thing that people do. And obviously, well, you don't usually choose, you know, healthy foods to eat if you are stressing. So that's something. Um, and then <laughs> sometimes people snap on, <laughs> you know, loved ones or whatever. Take out on them. So, you know, that's really bad for your relationship. So that's something you might not want to do, which I know it's. Um, easy to do, so you have to kind of find other ways, better ways to kind of cope with the overwhelming in your life. Well, you know what's frustrating about the last thing you mentioned about snapping on those who are close to you, loved ones, friends, family, is that a lot of what triggers those emotions, at least with me, is totally outside of them. Right. Exactly. Now, now that I'm an <laughs> exactly. adult, very rarely is there something that because and, and it might have to do with the fact that I'm I'm single and I live by myself too, so I don't really have as much direct interaction with with friends and family. But very rarely is it something that one of my loved ones does that sets me off. It's usually somebody who I work with, or some more yeah. more often than not. I live in Atlanta, some jackass yeah. driving, <laughs> right? But it's like, well, I can't lash out at you, so I got to let it out some kind of exactly way. on somebody. So yeah, you're the closest person. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, it's just about... So, I guess the one way you could um, not... That might help you not do that is maybe journaling or writing a letter to a person that you want to cuss out (laughs) or something like that. Kind of get it out. And then, hopefully, you won't snap on the person that's your loved one, you know. So, you won't mess up the relationship. Right, right. And and, and that's that's really (laughs) critical because... You, I've learned over the years that you can take things that are outside of your home and bring them mm-hmm. into home, yeah, and it will totally mess things up. And it can be something small, right. like somebody, somebody pissed me off at work today, and then I got into this huge argument, you know, with parents or, or whoever. And that one argument that started from that small issue that you had at work can kind of mess things up for weeks or even months after that, depending on how bad it was. Right. Exactly. What are, um, what are some things that people can do right now who are listening to this, who maybe haven't started yoga yet. So they, they haven't really done that enough, I guess, to see immediate benefits. Um, but they know that they need to do something or they want to do something starting now to kind of get to a point where they're not letting things from, work or home even stress them out what what are some instant stress relievers that you can do so my like number one thing is breathing and i mean like deep breathing so um and you don't have to like close your eyes i mean you just sit there and take like a few deep breaths um you should immediately feel better <laughs> and that's something you can do anywhere you are so if you're sitting in traffic and somebody or you're stuck in traffic you can just take some deep breaths and calm yourself down um, so that's something I do often with a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you could also, so affirmations is another thing I love. 
to do when I'm feeling stressed out. I don't even think. I choose joy or inhale peace, exhale overwhelm. Just keep repeating it to yourself so you feel better. I like to tell myself like, you got this. Like if it's something work related, I might say that to myself, repeat it to myself until I feel better. Um, if you are, like if you're sitting down somewhere mm -hmm. and you just feel like you're about to have a moment, it doesn't matter if you're a writer or not, you can take your phone out or um, a piece of paper and a pen, just write down what you're feeling. Just, I mean, don't worry about spelling, grammar, if it makes sense, just write down whatever comes to your mind until you start to feel better. So just like get it all out so you can then move on to what you need to do. Cause that's something for me. So like if work is stressing me, it's in the back of my mind, so I can't focus on what I need to do. I'll just take some time, just write down kind of what's going on in my head and get it out on paper. And then I can focus on what I need to focus on. Very good. Good stuff. Good stuff from Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. But, but before we wrap things up, where can people find your work? I am at, like you mentioned, blackgirlsguidetocom.com um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, and Blab. I am at blackgirlcom. I think that's every social media. Oh, and on Pinterest, but my Pinterest is Jamie Fleming Dixon. I'm doing a meditation. I have a meditation challenge. It started this month because it's National Meditation Month. But, of course, you can do it um, whenever. And that is at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash seven day meditation challenge. And I have lots of other free stuff on my website. So yeah, check that out. Oh, I have a YouTube channel, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's blackgirls.com. I don't know the URL, but it's blackgirls.com. Nobody, nobody and knows their YouTube URL. I don't even know if they really exist like that. You're right. <laughs> There's a way you can find it, but it's like a lot of work. Like I have to Google how to find my um, URL. Oh gosh, that's too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so just search blackgirlstats.com. I'm trying to start doing more video because they say that, you know, video is the future. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they say, but you know. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. That's what it'll be next week. Um, you can also right. <laughs> you can also buy the Black Girls Guide to Calm on Amazon, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's actually available on Amazon Prime. So for you cheapskates who don't like to pay for shipping, <laughs> now you don't have an excuse. So go out on Amazon.com yeah. and, and, and make sure you pick up the Black Girls Guide to Calm. Jamie Fleming Dixon, thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Right. So we've been talking a lot about stress on this episode. One way to relieve stress, of course, in moderation, is by watching some of your old favorite TV shows. And one of mine, as many of you know, is pro wrestling. I've always loved pro wrestling ever since I was a kid. So when I'm having a long day, when I've had a tough day, I usually turn on the WWE Network and kind of just zone out and watch some of my favorite old matches. And one guy who often comes up on my screen because he was one of my favorites when I was a kid is Dallas Page. And I'm not only a fan now of his work in the ring, but also of his life story because he's actually conquered a lot of the stress that the involuntary unexpected changes of life that we all experience. He found a way um, in his early years around dyslexia 
and actually managed to attend college briefly before he got into the wrestling business. Now his first gig in the wrestling business was actually outside of the ring as a manager and announcer. Now those of you who aren't as familiar with wrestling or with WWE, the managers and the announcers are the guys with the microphones. The managers are usually really loud and crazy, they got like wild hair and stuff, and this was a perfect fit for Paige. Hi again, everybody. Welcome back to IWA Championship Wrestling. Lee Marshall here with Diamond Dallas Page. How you feeling today, brother? You're looking brother, pretty good. I'm raising the dead and making little girls talk right out of their head. So pay attention, all you five and diamonds, and stay tuned to the IWA Professional Wrestling Championship Wrestling for all the slams, the jams, woo, the body slams. The managers are fun to watch, but fans ultimately pay to see winners and losers in the ring. The wrestlers themselves are the main draw. Now keep in mind, Paige was six foot four, 250 pounds, so it's not like he was too small to be a wrestler. And at some point he kind of realized that and figured, hey, I think I ought to step into the ring. It, it had been a childhood dream of his to actually be in the ring as a wrestler. So at the age of 35, he actually asked to be trained by some of his peers to get into the ring. And some of them laughed at him. They thought that he was too old to even get started as a pro wrestler, let alone have a successful career as one. But in spite of that, he actually did become a successful pro wrestler. Now eventually, he found his niche as arguably the most popular performer on WCW Monday Nitro, which was a staple on TNT in the mid to late 90s. Nitro was actually, at one point, the highest rated show on cable, and a lot of that had to do with the great matches Paige was having. Look at Paige crawling on hands and knees to get to his opponent. And it sends DDP in. DDP catches the man. He got him. David Cutter, get him covered. Cover it. Get him covered. One, two, new champion. Yes. yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's get the official word from David Pedler. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match. And new wow. WCW United States heavyweight champion, Louis Destiny just knocked on the door, Diamond Dallas Page. Yo, it's me. It's me. It's DDP. So despite a late start, by 1998, Page was a major wrestling star. But at the peak of his popularity, he got injured and ruptured two discs in his back. Now by this point, he was over 40 years old, and obviously you're not at your peak physical condition at that age. So with a major injury, he was looking at possibly an abrupt end to his career. However, he was saved by an unlikely source, yoga. Now, after his then wife, Kimberly, told him about all the benefits of this centuries old practice of yoga, he went full force into developing a routine that worked for him. Now, originally, he called it yoga for regular guys because it cut back on what he often refers to as the spiritual mumbo jumbo that a lot of guys don't like and that a lot of guys use as an excuse to not even start yoga, but he retained all the health benefits of yoga and even enhanced them. Now, Paige's Yoga for Regular Guys incorporated exercise routines found, of course, in yoga, but also in old school traditional fitness, sports therapy, and dynamic resistance. Yoga for Regular Guys then evolved into a video series called DDP Yoga. One of the early adopters of DDP Yoga was a disabled war veteran named Arthur Borman who actually turned to the program after he gained an incredible amount of weight 
getting so big to where he actually had to move around in a wheelchair and having doctors tell him that he would never walk again. I was so unhealthy that I couldn't teach my kid how to ride a bicycle because I was too heavy. And I kept on eating and getting bigger and bigger and uh, I couldn't do things. There's a lot of people out there that are disabled, broken up and beat up because they played sports when they were younger and they played them so hard, you know, that now they're paying for that. And then they've gained all the weight because they can't do cardio. Uh, but that's what DDP yoga is all about. It's like zero impact and kick ass cardio. Now, Borman at this point is one of many success stories that credit DDP yoga for a major turnaround. The program has taken off with features on Shark Tank and even one on the doctors. Take a listen. I'm a guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga before I started doing this program, but I was so injured, that's all I could do. Our catchphrase is, it ain't your mama's yoga. <laughs> Will you come up here and show us what sure. it ain't your mama's yoga? Sure. <laughs> I want to show you what makes DDP yoga its own animals, dynamic resistance. And that's the engaging of muscles as you move. Every time you engage a muscle, you know this, your heart's got to beat faster to get the blood to the muscle. So you end up in a fat burning zone, virtually standing still. The DDP Yoga portfolio now includes a web store with DVD packages of all the workout programs, branded merchandise, a certification program for aspiring DDP Yoga trainers, and a documentary film called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, which is actually about another pro wrestler, one of DDP's old friends, who DDP rehabilitates with the help of brutal honesty and, of course, good exercise and a lot of yoga. You can find out more about Dallas Page the Man and his program DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com. Right. Just about time to wrap things up here on the Beast Smith Podcast, and I'm going to leave you with what I like to call my final thought. And I'll be honest, I totally swaggerjacked uh, Jerry Springer. I don't know if y'all used to watch the Springer show back in the day, but I did, even though I was like eight years old when it came on. But anyway, Springer used to do this thing at the end of his show called The Final Thought, and he would basically uh, shame all his guests and tell them about why they were bad and how we should learn from their mistakes and change our lives. I'm not exactly going to do that to you, but I will leave you with some good advice, some good life advice that I either have uh, thought of myself or that I've found from other people who I think are really great. So today I'm actually going to do the latter and leave you with two pieces of advice from people who I think are absolutely awesome. And the first one is going to come from one of my favorite authors. His name is Paul Angoni, and he's a dispenser of truth, hope, and hilarity for his generation, which basically means that he writes really dope books and blogs and does podcast guest appearances for millennials. It's targeted for millennials, but honestly, anybody can really gain a lot of insight and inspiration uh, from his words. And one of the things that he says, and this is one of his favorite quotes, he says it actually a lot. I see it come up on his Twitter feed, but uh, he, he says, success in your 20s is about grit, perseverance, and many other unsexy words that don't make the 20-something Hallmark collection. So everybody in your 20s right now, remember that uh, you're not supposed to be living like LeBron or like Steph Curry right now. Those guys and people who are really, really, really successful in their 20s or people who try to look like they are on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, those are the outliers. Again, remember what Paul Angoni says. Success at this stage is about grit and perseverance. Don't ever get up. Keep going until you reach that finish line. And if you want to read about a, a real true story of perseverance, 
grab his book all grown up you can find it on amazon it is excellent i finished reading it in like a week that's how good it was i'm a really slow reader <laughs> but uh paul angoni's excellent um another thought that i want to share with you comes from maya elias now she is a personal branding strategist for bloggers and coaches who want to use their purpose as a platform to build a powerful brand and profitable online business basically if you're like me and you think you got a lot of great things to say and people should pay you to get those thoughts maya elias is, is the person that you want to go to and you can find her on twitter at maya elias and one thing that she said actually earlier this week that really stood out to me and that was a big inspiration for this podcast this particular episode of the podcast is that done is better than perfect done is better than perfect and i took that to mean that we can get so caught up and making everything exactly how we want it to be that eventually we look up and we haven't actually produced anything so this is really good for all those creative types out there who say well i just got to spend a little bit more time on it i got to make this right and a little bit more time turns into 10 extra minutes and that turns into 30 extra minutes into one extra hour into an extra week into an extra month until eventually you look up and nothing's there so again from maya elias at maya elias on twitter everybody out there remember that done is better than perfect nothing wrong with putting out good work but you want to make sure that you have something out there to showcase that's going to do it for me. Don't forget to rate and download on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere that you can. Like I said, I think we're on Stitcher right now, but if not, you can definitely find me on iTunes and on SoundCloud. This is the Beast Smith Podcast. We'll check you out around the way. See you. Yeah, looking at the man right now. Looking at the man right now. It's the man right now. Looking at the man right now. Looking at the man right now Said we was coming and they see we wasn't playing right now We ain't playing right now Say I won't make it with up as you saying right now You saying right now I'm the man right? Man right.